umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. And we have the unhappy job to talk about Michigan's loss by a score of 42 to 13 to the Nittany Lions of Penn State. Well, Andy, what do you think about that one? Well, they paid us back for the year before in which we walked them. They certainly got it back, and there's no question that Penn State was the best coach and best team on the field during their whiteout. Their crowd was magnificent. It was a great opportunity for the Wolverines to get a signature win, and they simply were outclassed offensively and defensively and outcoached. It's as simple as that. You know, Andy, the thing that surprised me is there are things we knew about Michigan heading into the game, or things I think we thought we knew, um, and, and we knew that the offense hasn't been great. We knew that John O'Corn uh, occasionally would make bad mistakes, <coughs> and unfortunately, we, we've we've seen uh, sporadic play calling by Harbaugh for the last couple weeks, and you can debate and you can debate the reason for that. Um, you know, is the play calling a function of what he thinks the team can do? Or is it a function of, you know, he's, he's, we just don't like to play con. The thing that really disappointed me was the defense. I've been saying all year that I did not think that there was a team straight up that could score more than two or three touchdowns against our defense. Now, if, if heading into the game, if you told me Michigan was going to score 13 points, that wouldn't have surprised me. If you told me that Penn State was going to score 42 and be knocking on the door as time expired to, to put another one on the board and have it not be the function of multiple turnovers with short with a short field, you know, I, I, I think I would have I would have been very surprised and disappointed. You know, looking at the stats, um, on the Penn State side, you had Trace McSorley, you know, their quarterback, and Saquon Barkley put together almost over two hundred yards on the ground. And, and that is that is not something that I think we could have expected. Very disappointing. Um, wh- what do you think about how the defense matched up in this one? Well, the defense didn't match up well. Either the scheme was wrong, something was wrong. Uh, it seemed like Penn State was exactly in the right positions all the time to cause maximum damage. And you can't say enough about Barkley. And uh, Trace, they they were just, Ed McSorley, they were just great, both of them. They had the game game of their lives, and our defense paid for it. But the defense just wasn't as vicious. They didn't know what they were doing. Uh, This was an extremely surprising failure on their part. And some of it, of course, lays in Don Brown's rap. He slapped. He didn't. Uh, he didn't get them ready. They weren't ready for that game. The other side, DSU, had a week off. I think didn't they have a bye week to get ready? And they certainly were ready. Franklin did a tremendous job. I didn't think he could do that kind of a job, but he's a better coach than I thought he was, and he showed it on Saturday. 
Well, you know, Andy, I, I do like uh, Franklin as a coach. You know that uh, in a long time ago, I coached with somebody who's now on Franklin's staff. So um, I, I, I follow them. I followed his career. And, um, man, I, the thing that surprises me is, you know, look at where these teams have gone since they last played. You know, a year ago, um, Michigan, you know, hung a 49-10 to 10 beating on them. And the reason I mentioned that I know somebody on the staff is my first thought was, wow, you get beat like that, you're not going to be long for Penn State. And, and I seriously thought that after the game, that, you know, I, I didn't know how long, you know, if they kept on that trajectory, how long they would be in Happy Valley. Well, you, bet. you know, that game was a wake-up call. They turned their season around. They won the Big Ten. And, you know, this year they're ranked, uh, you know, in the top, I think, number two. They're still ranked number two. And Michigan went into Happy Valley, and, and Penn State delivered the beating. So it's really interesting that I did not think much of Penn State last year after seeing them, you know, get beat. Sure, and frank- neither did I. And frankly, if I'm a, a national observer, I wouldn't think much of Michigan after seeing this loss. Well, Michigan's going to be in also ran in the bowl calculations <laughs> and everything else unless they can straighten it out between now and the end of the year. they got plenty of signature games that they can – work on. Uh, we'll see how they bounce back against Rutgers, who is a proud owner of something Michigan doesn't have right now, and that's they've won two in a row. And so uh, they probably want a little revenge. I don't think they're capable of whopping the Wolverines, but hopefully uh, the score will be lopsided enough so that some other players, some players that we haven't seen, will get it get a little time. Uh, they, we have some players that ought to be developing really uh, nicely now. Uh, Quiddy, I can't remember his like Pay. Quiddy Pay uh, got a little playing time, and he's been a, a pretty hyped uh, guy, second-string defensive lineman. And like that, I want to see them get better, get a little playing time get ready for next year because at this point in the schedule you got to be thinking a little bit about next year and what's going to happen and have a, a, the most experienced cast that you can have. Well, you know, speaking of the ebb and flow of this game, um, you know, Penn State came out, ripped off two long drives and I really think put Michigan on their heels, put the defense immediately, you know, came out and, and, um, you know, just announced themselves with authority. You know, they, they um, won the toss and instead of deferring, they took the ball immediately and, and, you know, put points on the board. Um, you know, and then in, Michigan, in convincing fashion, those were two of the most convincing drives that I've seen in a long time. Saquon was did a beautiful job on the 69-yard run and on the 15-yard touchdown that he had immediately soon thereafter. Uh, players don't get plays like that every day. 
And it really boggles the mind that they came against the University of Michigan. The Wolverines, to start the game, seem unprepared defensively. And that is a real shock. Well, and, and, and I, I will tell you that I've watched this game, um, and it's interesting because you know how it's going to end. Well, when I'm watching the first quarter, or the first half, and Michigan comes back and answers, and with just, uh, you know, under two minutes to go before halftime, it's 14 to 13, I really thought that Michigan had, had come back and was in a position, you know, had basically blunted um, Penn State's, uh, you know, momentum. And really, things looked, I don't want to say in control, but things looked like, okay, we're going to have a game. And then, yes. again, with just two minutes to go before halftime, I thought, well, Michigan's going to shut them down here, and they're going to take the ball in the second half, and, and we're looking pretty good. And Penn State just ripped another long drive. And I think yes. that was the thing that, that really, you know, impressed me, um, I guess made me shudder, is that Penn State just came out. They were a machine, and, and then again, they kept it up in the second half. So, you know, it was different for me watching this game. You know, I, I watched the Michigan-Michigan State game again. And while I was watching it, there were, a, there were a lot of good things in it, okay? There were things that, watching the game, I think, if I hadn't known that we ended up losing, I would have thought that we, that we, that we, had, that we were going to win, that there were a lot of things coming together, and, and it wasn't, you know, after the game I was really down, but watching the tape, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. This tape is as bad as I thought. I watched the Absolutely. game again, and, and really, there's, there's very little sunshine. There's very little uh, positive that I take from this game. Um, you know, you don't want to be all doom and gloom, but this was a, well, this was a domination. Now, one thing that I'm not sure of, and, and again, I, I, I need to watch the tape and, and really think about this, is you know that last year I was not the biggest Don Brown fan. And my thought being that, you know, with, with the depth that we had on defense, you could throw, you know, our best 11 out there and we were going to look, we were going to look pretty good on defense against anybody because of the talent level. Heading into this year, you know, seeing how dominating the defense was with the number of people we let, we lost, I thought, you know, uh, I, I was, I, I was, you know, I'm tipping my hat to Don Brown. Now, one of the things I've always thought, though, is that, so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, this is what I was thinking, and I'm thinking again, and I can't give myself too much credit because I was buying into it just a game or two ago. There are only so many ways to blitz, and at a certain point, you know, what I'd always think seeing Michigan's defense shuffle and, and move around is if you knew how they were going to end up 15 seconds before snap, you could check into a play to, to burn them. And what we always saw is that they really masked very well where they were going to be, and teams weren't able to, to move into something to take advantage of it. What I don't know um, about those first two touchdowns is... Was Penn State incredibly lucky, or had they scouted the tape, and did they know what plays to run to burn our defense? And, and to me, listen, I'm not saying that, that you know that that they won because if 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 it was a lucky call, that's not why they won the game. I mean, they were dominant, 
But for me, well, it's it's scarier. It is much scarier if they've been able to break a pattern down and know what plays to run, because that means that other other teams down the road will be able to do the same thing. Well, of course they will. Brown has got to change up what he does once in a while, and he did. The interception was caused because they had we had a man playing zone instead of in the ends. Uh, instead of man to man uh, at that position, and he, and he got a nice inter- interception. Uh, one thing that we're discounting here that we're not talking about is that at two key positions, running back and quarterback, they have, Penn State has this year, absolutely superior athletes. Saquon is a wonderful running back, and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, if not in the country, in McSorley. If you take a look at how Michigan's offense looked when we're doing a read option, and our quarterback is trying to hide the ball and create suspense, and the smoothness, the absolute smoothness with which Penn State executed those plays on offense. I'm thinking especially of the touchdown that he scored, the long touchdown McSorley ran for there, fairly long. Uh, absolutely smooth, absolutely beautifully well-drilled. In the way they did it, he kind of hit the ball, kept the ball. You didn't really know who's going to get it and sidestep some. They were beautifully organized and played a beautiful offensive game. And Michigan did not. Michigan's offense is rough. And I think it would help the defense once in a while if the offense could put up some points and let those guys play where their back is not always to the wall on the scoreboard. So... It's uh, Michigan didn't show themselves to be a very good team. They showed to be maybe an eight and four or worse. We've got to see what happens. But part of it, you got to give Penn State some credit. It's not all Don Brown. A lot of it was Franklin and the way his offense was coached and the way his defense played. They played a good game too. Seven sacks. Can't blame that on Brown. No, and, but understand that there is a distinction for me between what happens on the offense and what happens on the defense. And yes, it would be great if if the defense had, you know, some breathing room. But with that said, you know, allegedly this was the number one defense in the country, or one of the top defenses in the country coming in. And they well, you just found out. You just found out for sure that it isn't. Yep. It may be among the top ten, but it's certainly not the best defense in the country. They did not Period. live up to the billing. And, and you know, listen, I, I I'll give credit where credit's due. They had some great players, but Penn State does not have a great offensive line. So it's it's interesting to me that. Um, Again, I, I just <laughs> I really expected the defense to match up better, and you know you mentioned the, the switching into zone later, which had some positive repercussions. Um, yep. It's 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 I don't want to say it's baffling. It's very disappointing. 
Um, now, I, I will say this, Andy. You know, and we mentioned this in the last podcast. Um, there was a time during the Rich Rod era where Michigan went into Penn State and got thumped. And it was when I gave up on Rich Rod. It was, you know, I remember Michigan or Penn State had basically a walk-on quarterback. Michigan had two weeks to prepare, and they go into the game, and the guy looks like a Heisman Trophy candidate. And I remember thinking, you know, that's that's kind of just it. Um, you had a similar situation under Hoke, where Michigan had the overtime game at Penn State, had the game in the palm of their hand, and just couldn't get it done. And it was kind of the, it was the beginning of the end of of Hoke. Now, there are people all over criticizing Harbaugh. And you know what? Rightfully so. He's the leader of this team. It's his job to prepare the team. And and you can criticize him, and he will take that. But for anybody to think that this is the beginning of the final act for Harbaugh, I mean, they're sorely mistaken. You know, Harbaugh is not going anywhere. This team is not going anywhere. If anything, a loss like this, I think, would, would galvanize him even more than he was previously. And we have not seen, this is not the end of, of the Harbaugh regime at Michigan. Um, so I think we need to put it in perspective. As tough as this year may be, as disappointed as people may be, this is not a call for the, for the coach's head. Uh, you know, that, that's just a, an overreaction. One loss, as devastating as this one is, doesn't mean that the program is going to self-destruct. They're going to be a heck of a uh, football team next year because they're going to have all that experience and all that depth that they don't have this year. They might have a different quarterback even, depending on what the competition does. I'm I'm not giving up with Harbaugh. People are saying that Hope's career was as good as Harbaugh's, and in one loss on paper it might be. But the future is building for the Michigan Wolverines, notwithstanding this loss. It's there. Harbaugh is there to stay, and they are going to be a great success. There's no question about it. I, I think all that's true. I still buy into buy into the program. I just didn't buy into this loss. I, I it was it was hard to understand how they could go out there with all the circumstances that were there, with all the benefits there would be to winning, and play that crappy of a ball game offensively and defensively. Hard to understand. But they'll get over that, and they'll come back, and it's almost becoming, for me, a way of next year thing. If they, if they can beat Ohio State, which I am um, getting to doubt quite a bit, if they can beat Ohio State, a lot of this stuff will be forgotten and they'll have a real springboard in the next year in a decent bowl game, a better bowl game, too. So lots of things to still keep playing for, but a Big Ten championship is out the window. That isn't one of them anymore, and that's disappointing. Well, Andy, forget Ohio State. We have some tough games before that, and at well, this point... Coming. At this point, you know we gotta we gotta uh, stem the leaks because um, again we just don't look very good in any aspect of the game right now. And and three years in, and, and, and you know this is 
you know, I hate to sound like a broken record. It's not that they lost, it's how they lost. I mean, this That's isn't... This isn't a, oh, they lost, uh, you know, 21 to 18 or 21 to 14. This was, this is one of the first times in a long time that with 10 minutes to go in the game, it was over. And I, and I remember sitting there going, wow, there's 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and, and if this wasn't a Michigan game, I'd probably have turned this game off. I mean, it was... It was over, it was over after the first half. I mean, it wasn't even that good being 10 minutes. They were done uh, when they when the third touchdown was scored in the first half. But those things happen, and you're talking about 18-year-old kids. You don't know what they're thinking, whether they were overhyped or what. But there isn't going to be a space mix sorely again this year probably. Going to be other good quarterbacks, but there ain't going to be one of them. And Barkley seems to me to be the best running back in the Big Ten. They don't have to face him again. And other teams have different styles. They'll match up better with the style that Wisconsin plays than they did with the one Penn State plays. I hope that's going to be a rough, tough game, and so is Ohio State. And maybe I don't know. I don't know about Maryland. Um, down to their fourth string quarterback. I'm not too worried about that, but I guess we have to we have to worry about everybody when you can only score 14 points and your defense can't stop anybody. And that's the point we're at. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGobble.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.